boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Yo, those HMS boys are back. And I'm excited. I know you're excited. Vegas was awesome. We're going to talk about it and so much more. What's going on, everybody? My name is J-Mac, and welcome to The Wave Around. It is March 9th, 2021, and I am back home here in Indiana. I'm back from Florida. Florida was nice. It was a little rainy. It was a little sunny, but I'm back home. Unfortunately, I leave tomorrow to go back on the road for work, so I'll be broadcasting live from El Paso, Texas for the next 40 days or whatever. So I came back Sunday. That's right. During the race, I was flying, so I had to record the race, had to stay away from social media, because I wanted to watch the race for myself. And let me tell you something, holy crap, holy crap, I am just loving this rules package right now on the mile and a half tracks. It is awesome. We're seeing side-by-side racing. Once again, fourth week in a row, we have found somebody, somebody's one that is unexpected, that wasn't even on anybody else's radar. I know Kyle Larson was not on my radar, but boy, I am excited to see that number five car back in victory lane. Hendrick Motorsports is back, baby. The boys are back in town, and they're here to play. That's back-to-back weeks with those boys winning. Can we make it a third week next week in Phoenix? I believe so. We're going to talk about all that crap. Let's get straight into the show, shall we? Boy, what a race it was. Let's start off with the, the, the whole weekend. I mean, was was fantastic. Um, John Hunter Nemechek. Let's start with the trucks. John Hunter Nemechek just totally dominates. Puts on a clinic, right? This boy puts on a clinic. You know... He, he said, back in November, everybody was like, why is this guy leaving Cup? You know, he, he was at the Cup level. Why is he leaving Cup and going back down to trucks? Well, he said it himself. He wanted to go back down to trucks to win. And win is what he did, all right? He, uh, I mean, he got that push from his boss, you know. He, he went out there and beat the boss. The boss was on the track in Las Vegas because we all know that, that Kyle Busch is going to be in the truck series at Las Vegas. It's his hometown. He's like the most winning driver in trucks or whatever. Kyle Busch Motorsports in trucks is like the premier sport, uh, like truck racing team or whatever. That's what people say. I don't freaking believe it, but that's a whole nother topic. All right. So let's talk about that truck race, shall we? All right. His boss. Kyle Busch pushed him to the lead on that final restart with six laps to go. Nemechek held off the boss in the closing laps to win Friday night at Vegas there. He won. He won. He won. That was Nemechek's first Truck Series win since March of 2018 at Martinsville Speedway. Speaking of Kyle, I mean Kyle Busch, what was up with that initial, that, that intentional spin? I'm just going to call it like it is. That spin was intentional. We all know it. We all saw it. But he did the smart thing in denying it and not answering the question when pa- when Bob Pockgrass asked him. He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. He just kept moving. 
typical Kyle Busch. I mean, it's smart because we all saw what happened. What was it last year when uh, Bubba Wallace like practically admitted to spinning on purpose that he learned from you know Joey Logano and Clint Boyer and all those guys like that. Kyle Busch is a veteran, so of course he is not going to answer that question about him spinning intentionally to bring out that caution. Because the dude was having just a horrible race up until that caution. Once that caution came out, he was a competitor. But he just could not get the job done against his employee, John Hunter Nemechek. Way to go, John. I I told you guys before, I think John Hunter Nemechek is the truth this year in the truck series. We may be looking at the next champion in the truck series. He's been competitive like all year so far. What was it, like the third race? I mean, he almost won the second race or whatever. I don't. So this here in Vegas, he comes out and proves that he made a smart decision to join the truck series. All right, moving on to the Xfinity series. AJ Allmendinger, yes, that guy. He took the lead on a late restart and won the Xfinity race at Las Vegas. He took the lead with 13 laps to go. He pulled away to win Saturday's Xfinity series race. This is his sixth win in his Xfinity career and it's just his second on an oval I mean everybody knows he's like a road course guy guy or whatever but this is his second career win in the Xfinity series on an oval that that is crazy I mean we just come to think about it this is also his third consecutive season he's won a race way to go AJ AJ led 44 of the 200 laps over there in the Xfinity Series race at Vegas. So there you got it. You got John Hunter Nemechek doing huge things in the truck series, beating his boss, just putting on a damn clinic. And then you got A.J. Allmendinger showing why he made a good choice and coming out of his, I guess, semi-retirement. You know, he's doing like those one, one-off races on road courses or whatever. But he's proven that college racing is a force to be reckoned with in the Xfinity Series. Those boys are definitely good. I think with A.J. Allmendinger winning this Xfinity race, I think it gives Colleg a good chance to be highly, highly competitive come next year when the next generation comes out of those cars. I think, you know, this, this next generation car is going to, like, level out the playing field for everybody. But I think Colleg is making a statement. I think they're making a statement like, hey, boys, you better watch out because we are coming next year to take names in the Cup Series. That's just my personal opinion. All right. I don't know what you guys think. You guys will probably let me know. Or you probably won't let me know. I I, I just don't know. But th- that's what I think. All right. So now let's talk about Kyle Larson, shall we? Kyle Larson just comes out and just freaking just, just puts on a show in Vegas. Like I said in the beginning of the show, this new race package, uh, this new rules package for the mile and a half. Boy, so far has not disappointed in the first two mile and a half races. All right. Miami, we saw side-by-side racing. People fighting for the lead. This this past weekend, we saw the exact same thing. We saw what those old tires do to folks. I mean, right out the gate. Let's talk about this race, all right? Right out the damn gate. It looked like William Byron was like saying, hey, I am here to stay. It was not a fluke last week. And hell, I was surprised because he just comes out and leads the first 19 laps of the race before the champ, Chase, comes out and passes him on lap 20 to lead six. And then the competition caution comes out. 
And there for a while, I mean, it was just like HMS was leading. You had one, two, and three HMS. Bowman was back there being Bowman. I don't know what was wrong with him. He had a bad, a bad car. We'll talk about that later. But you had HMS, my boys, over there at Hendrick leading one, two, and three before that competition caution came out. I mean, yeah, it's it's incredible to see this season. I mean, I was excited last week, but this week I'm beyond excited. But just because it's two straight weeks that a bow tie from Hendrick Motorsports has won. And if you don't know, another reason why I'm so freaking excited is not only because Kyle Larson came out after the year he had last year, all the controversy surrounding him with you know him dropping the racial slur or whatnot, and then him just going dominating everything dirt. And then, like, people asking, is he going to, you know, come back to NASCAR? Is he going to have a job or what? Mr. H takes the chance on this guy. And he's like, you know what? Come to Hendrick Motorsports. You know, we'll give you a chance. I think maybe it was just like a one-year deal. I I think that definitely changes now after what we saw. Honestly, not just what we've seen, what we saw in Vegas, but what we've seen on the, you know, this season so far Kyle Larson has been competitive he's in that competitive equipment he's been a force you know late in the race it's you know they don't mention him on TV that's a whole nother thing you know they're not mentioning him on TV I think it has to do with a lot because they want to try to stay away from that controversy but I mean now you have to talk about the guy you have to mention his name Kyle Larson there's a reason why they call him young money that guy you get you we saw what happened. You give that kid good equipment, and he's going to race. And that's exactly, exactly what he did. I, Boy, watch out. The sponsorship money is coming. The sponsors are coming now. Everybody's like, oh, when's Kyle going to have you know um, sponsors or whatnot? They're coming now. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like maybe one or two more wins or some more like top fives from Kyle Larson that we'll definitely hear something about a contract extension in the works Kyle Larson is here to stay folks uh will he be in the championship four I don't know I don't know but he's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs all right going back to why I'm so excited not just because Kyle Larson winning but because the number five is back in victory lane since 2017 folks as you may know or you may not know I am a huge, still to this day, Terry Labonte fan. So when I see that number five, it brings back great, 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 great memories to see that five in victory lane. Um, I mean, damn, it's awesome. It, it, it's just incredible. And then just to see that Hendrick Motorsports for two weeks now, to the past two weekends, has won. And we're talking about two dudes that have won before the Reigning champion. The reigning champion has not won a race. He, I mean, where has Chase Elliott been this season? Besides Daytona, um, you know, the, the 500, where, where has he been? The, the road course was just bad luck. Uh, Miami, I mean, whatever. We just, we, where's Chase at? You know, we got two guys that have, I mean, have won before the champ. The champ should have already had a race one with that road course. I mean, Chase. I mean, I know he starts off slow. I'm a huge Chase fan. I know he starts off slow. But Kyle Larson 
and William Byron. I mean, at the very beginning of the season, before the season even started, I was asked a question about these two guys, and I said that I think if they did not perform this well this season, that they would be gone. I, I said that I think Kyle Larson is a one-and-done type of thing if he doesn't produce, and that if William Byron didn't produce this season, he would be gone. But those two guys are producing, so I think they're definitely here to stay. Chase Elliott, of course, is not going anywhere. That is not what I'm saying at all. Everybody knows Chase Elliott. He is the new face of Hendrick Motorsports. He is the face of NASCAR. He's the most popular driver for a reason. But we cannot not talk about the other drivers at HMS. But, I mean, I got to talk about the other two. I got to talk about Stuart Haas' struggles right now, all right? Stuart Haas racing employees and their drivers have to be scratching their heads after a rough, rough day. I mean, Kevin Harvick starts on the pole, right? But he was never, ever a factor, I mean, he was complaining about the tight car all day, and he eventually finished 20th. And with that 20th place, that was the best of all the Stuart Haas racing drivers, who all finished at least one lap down. He had Chase Briscoe coming in at 21st, Cole Custer at 25th, and Eric Amarola crashed and finished last in 38th place. What is going on over there at Stuart Haas. You got one organization, Hendrick, finding their mojo, and you got one that just seems to have just lost everything. But don't you worry, Stuart Haas fans. Phoenix is this Sunday, and we all know who the king of Phoenix is. We all know that Kevin Harvick loves Phoenix, so there might be some hope for you guys there. As I said, Hendrick Motorsports has won two of the first four races with Byron and Larson. All right, let's talk about Brad Kay. He was a winner this week. He had a uh, pretty much horrible car in Miami. It went away in the second half. This weekend, he finishes second. And he even stopped his interview to go shake Kyle Larson's hand. Class act, Brad Kay. Class act. Kyle Busch, he finished a season-high third. And he has back-to-back top tens with his new crew chief, Ben Bichore. Eric Jones finally is a factor, well, at least this weekend. He had a 10th place finish, and it was its first top 10 for Richard Petty Motorsports since last year's regular season finale in August with the old Bubba Wallace. And, of course, John Hunter Nemechek and A.J. Allmendinger had great, great weekends over there in their respective series. So, I mean... I know I'm supposed to be talking about the the whole race, but I mean, I, dude, it was just a clinic by Larson. All right, let's just call it like it is. Larson came out to play. He said that I'm, you know, I'm here to stay. You guys don't talk about me enough. Now you're gonna talk about me, Kyle Larson, folks. Man, I I, I just can't stop. I, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's just it's just. It's just a great, great thing to see that second chances are, it's worth giving people second chances. I mean, yes, he did a horrible thing last year. We're not going to dwell on that at all. He has redeemed himself in my eyes. Kyle Larson, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this as a Chase Elliott fan, but you know, Chase Elliott fans, watch out. Kyle Larson might just be the most popular driver this year. I said it, and I mean it. 
Watch out, Chase Elliott fans. Kyle Larson is probably the most popular driver now. All right, so talking about last Sunday's race. In just two of the first three races in 2021, Larson has finished in the top 10, including last weekend's, or you know what I mean, uh, Miami Homestead's fourth place finish over there. He was clearly the best car this past Sunday, and he had a he led a race high 103 of the 267 laps, including 50 of the final 62. That's what I mean when I say that Kyle Larson put on a damn clinic at Vegas. This is Kyle Larson's first win on a mile and a half after finishing second. Listen to this stat, folks. After finishing second a record nine times, Kyle Larson came out and finally got himself a win on a mile and a half. All right. With this win, HMS now has 265 wins and is now just three behind Petty Enterprises for most in NASCAR history. With this being his first win of HMS and just his fourth start, it marks the fastest that a driver from Hendrick Motorsports has won a race. I've said it once, and I will say it again. Man, you gotta love this sport. This is definitely the best season so far. Las Vegas, great weekend. I'm looking forward to Phoenix. You know, it's it's tic- it, you know it's technically a just a mile. But I am still excited to see what goes on at Phoenix. I, I I hope that it's another just surprise driver. Let's just keep this trend going. My thoughts on this race weekend. Xfinity race was awesome. Truck Series race was awesome. Uh, after, you know, recording the NASCAR race and actually getting to fast forward all the commercials, the, the cup race, awesome. I, I just love it. I don't know. You've, I've talked about how excited I've been all week today or all day today. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm like stumbling over words. So with that being said, we'll be right back with bold predictions for Phoenix. All right, here we go. Bold predictions. I have been like 0 for 4 so far. So... It doesn't really matter what I say because I'm just going to be proven wrong. So I'm, it's called bold prediction, so I'm just going to be super bold on this one. Let's go with Alex Bowman. He's going to win. He's going to be the hometown favorite. He's going to win the race and giving Hendrick Motorsports three in a row. If he doesn't win, Chase Elliott does it just because he won in November. And if he doesn't do it, Damn it, Kevin Harvick will do it because he's the king of Phoenix. Those are bold predictions. We'll be right back with some NASCAR history right after this. All right, everybody's favorite part, NASCAR history. As we all know, the number five is back in victory lane. Did you know that the number five car has a long and storied history in NASCAR? From the sports beginnings in 1949 to today with 46 wins. Before they went over the HM, before that number became a, a staple in the HMS organization, Frank Moody was one of three drivers, along with Ray Erickson and Felix Wilkes, to pilot the number five car in the 1949 NASCAR Strictly Stocks series, which we now know as the NASCAR Cup series. 
Cotton Owens made his first top series start in the number five car in 1950. Owens also earned their first win in the car number in 1960 and had three wins in his career driving the number five. The first of Bobby John's two career wins in NASCAR's top series came in 1960 when he drove the number five at Atlanta. NASCAR Hall of Famer David Pearson was known for piloting piloting several different rides. He made five starts as the driver of the number five. That's pretty cool. Ray Hendrick, not to be confused with the team owner Rick Hendrick, was among the drivers to make one-off starts in the number five car. Hendrick was was best known as Mr. Modified as a late model driver in the Flying Eleven. Current team owner and NASCAR Hall of Famer Richard Childress took the wheel for one start in 1971 in the number five. NASCAR Hall of Famer Wendell Scott made one start in the number five, the last of his career at Charlotte. The race marked a departure from his usual number 34. Neil Bonnet made 44 starts from 1977 to 1979 in the number five car, earning two wins during that time. And then, of course, Mr. I've Been Around Forever, Morgan Shepard made 18 starts in the number five car for owner Cliff Stewart. He earned his very first NASCAR Cup Series win at Martinsville that year and and scored a pole in his first race behind the wheel of the car at Richmond. Now, the number five car debuted in 1984 under the banner All-Star Racing with just five employees, rented equipment, and two cars. The highest paid person's wages were only $500 a week. All right, the number five in All-Star Racing was initially planned to fill the car for Richard Petty with funding from country music business mogul C.K. Spurlock. But the deal failed to materialize. Hendrick wanted to hire, he attempted to hire Tim Richmond, then Dale Earnhardt, but did not. As a result, the team signed former Rookie of the Year, Geoff Bodine, Jeff Bodine, to drive the unsponsored number five Chevrolet Monte Carlo for 1984. And we all know what happened after that. After a slow start seven races into the season, Hendrick and Ford Bodine and crew chief Harry Hyde that hey, I am planning to shut down this team due to funding trouble. So you know what Bodine said? He said, nah, not on my watch, Mr. H. Bodine went and won at Martinsville Speedway, leading to sponsorship with Northwestern Security Life. On March 30th, 2014, the 30-year anniversary of that win, Mr. H has stated, we owe Martinsville so much. If we hadn't won that race, then literally the next Monday, we were going to shut it down. Boy, I am so glad that they didn't. You know, the team won two more times that year and finished ninth in points. And then we all know, because that car just looks awesome, that Levi Garrett came on to sponsor the number five Chevy in 1985 as part of a multi-year deal. Despite not winning a race that year, Bodine earned three poles and improved a fifth in points. Let's talk about the number five in the Hendrick Motorsports era, shall we? Jeff Bodine piloted Number five, from 1984 to 1989, and got himself seven wins. Ricky Rudd did it in 99 to 93 and got him four wins. Texas Terry got him from 1992 to 2004, got him 12 wins. Kyle Busch from 2005 to 2007 got him four wins. 
Casey Mears, just 2008, no wins at all. Mark Martin, 2009 to 2011, five wins. Casey Kane, 2012 to 2017, six wins. And Kyle Larson, from 2021 to who knows who, one win. That is 39 total wins thus far for the number five car in Hendrick Motorsports. That is like third for their car numbers on wins. Because we all know that the 24 foot 95 wins now. Um, and then, of course, the 48. So, there you go. There you have it. As we all know, the Phoenix race is March 14th. That is just a couple of days away on Sunday. So, everybody's favorite part. Here are your cup driver winners that have won a race on March 14th. 1965, Ned Jarrett did it over there in Hillsboro, North Carolina. 1971, we had Richard Petty winning in Rockingham. 1976, Cale Yarbrough at Bristol. 1982, Daryl Waltrup over there at Bristol when he just started dominating Bristol. 1999, the former driver of the number 24 and current team owner over there at Hendrick, Jeff Gordon in Atlanta. And in 2004, the most popular driver, NASCAR Hall of Famer Dale Earnhardt Jr. in Atlanta. And that is just a little bit of NASCAR history for you to digest and to think about. When we come back, we will have the rant. All right, it's my favorite part of the week. It's your favorite part of the week. It's the rant. For you folks out there that are brand new to this show, The Rant is where I take something good and I talk about it, or it could be something bad that has just been pissing me and a lot of other folks off, and I just go off about it. This week, um, I really don't have anything. I I think the only thing I really want to get angry about is the fact that it has nothing to do with NASCAR. Um, I just want to vent a little bit. The fact that my work, if you don't know, I currently am active duty military still, getting ready to retire here pretty soon and it can't come quick enough but my current job let's say for the sake of opsec um i go out and i train i i evaluate national guard soldiers from here in the midwest that's why i'm currently living in indiana well this past weekend i went down to florida to train some uh, florida national guard guys pretty cool pretty cool little group uh came back on sunday um, just to turn around and leave tomorrow, Wednesday. So that's what I'm angry about. The fact that like my work couldn't be like, hey, you know, you're about to be gone for 40-something days or whatnot, or, you know, doing your thing. You're about to be gone. We should give you a day off, you know, a, a week off maybe, just so you can hang out with your family. Because, you know, I'm about to miss a kid's birthday. I'm about to miss my my youngest son is will be turning seven. And I'm going to miss his birthday. And... Um, folks that know my seven year or soon to be seven year old, my youngest child, he's like, he's a daddy's boy. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. He says he loves both parents equally, but this kid is a daddy's boy. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool to actually have out of three boys, somebody that actually is like, man, dad's awesome. He can't do no wrong. I think maybe it has to do with a lot that, you know, we both have that bond because he was born in Texas and I was born in Texas. I mean, I know it's kind of silly, but I mean, it's just a Texas thing, you know. We 
we, we know each other and we love each other. Whatever. Um, but, uh, in fact, I'm, you know, just the fact that, don't get me wrong, the fact that I'm going to miss any kid's birthday is upsetting. But, I mean, come on. You guys could have given me at least a week or two weeks off before I'm going to spend 40 days um, down there in Texas, you know, doing God knows what. Probably nothing. So, the fact that I literally had two and a half days to spend. I mean, I leave at like nine in the mornings when my flight is tomorrow. So, literally, it's about two days. It's like... Two and a half days, so the rest of Sunday, and then all day yesterday, all day today. I mean, and, it, and it's not even like it's all day because they're at school. They, they're going to be walking home inside the house at like 2.30, you know, and it's what? one fifty-seven right now. So they're going to be walking in here in a little bit. They're going to have to do their homework or whatnot. That takes about an hour. Then they're going to want to snack, and then we're going to go outside and we're going to play, and then they'll come in, you know get bathed at like around seven and go to bed. And then, you know, I'll drop them off at school tomorrow. And then I'm on a flight for 40 days. That's it. So I think that's really what I'm venting on is like, you know, why, whose infinite wisdom was it to be like, we need you on the ground right away when I've looked at the schedule and I'm not going to be doing anything for like at least the first week. I mean, come on, that's seven days. I could have, that's seven plus like three more days. It's like 10 days. I could have stayed at home. Because I was originally supposed to leave on the 17th, on St. Patty's Day. So there you go. That's 10 days that I could have stayed at home and just hung out. But no. You'll want me to go sit there in a hotel. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a nice hotel. You want me to go sit in a damn hotel and just waste time. You know, whatever. Eating, like, freaking food. I have to go buy food at Walmart. Because, yes, I'm getting a room with, a like, a, a kitchen and all that. But I have to go buy food or whatnot, spend money that I really don't want to spend, all just so I could sit around and do jack you know what for God knows how long. So I think that's really what my rant is. It, like I said, has nothing to do with NASCAR. It's just the fact that, hey, I'm home, honey, and goodbye. I'll see you again, and which means I have to produce on the road again, which means, who knows, I might be working on freaking Tuesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays when I usually produce these shows or whatever. So it, it's, it's, it just pisses me off that not only, most importantly, I'm going to be away from my family for that long, but I'm also going to be away from you guys where I'm not going to be able to provide you guys with the best. You know, this week's show was kind of crazy just because I'm so freaking excited. And... I'm, I'm trying to get this done and then go pack up for this stupid adventure. So, folks, tell me. I mean, I don't know how everybody else's work is. If your work is like this where you're constantly traveling, you know, let me know on Facebook. Um, send me messages. If you're not part of the group, you can join the Wave Around with J-Mac um, on Facebook. It's a page and it's a group. It's the same exact name. Join me there. We'll talk about all of this stuff. You know, we we can talk about whatever you guys want. You know, leave me questions, comments, concerns. Hey, we'll do it. We'll have fun with it. All right? Um, because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to have fun with you guys, make you guys laugh, make you guys just forget about however long, you know, 30, 45 minutes of your day. And just, you know, have fun. Go on an adventure with me and talk about NASCAR and just, just life in general. Because, you know, I'm a dad of three boys. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are parents, you know, so something we have in common, NASCAR and parenting. So you help me, I help you. 
kind of a thing, you know? I don't claim to be the best in NASCAR. I don't know everything. And I definitely don't know everything about parenting, even though you think I would with a soon-to-be 17-year-old in May, a 9-year-old, and a soon-to-be 7-year-old in April. So, that was the rant. Tell me what you think. We'll um, talk about some more stuff. If you want me to rant about something in particular, let me know, and I will rant on it for you. If maybe you're a little shy, or you don't want to talk about it, I can talk about it for you. Alright? Just, I mean, hey, this is an interactive show. Let's just make it more interactive, shall we? With that being said, I'd like to, let's go ahead and close this show out. I'd like to thank you guys so very much for joining me on another wild adventure here on the Wave Around with J-Mac. Like I said before, be sure, be sure to go to Facebook if you haven't already and join the Wave Around page and fan group. All right, you'll get more interaction from me. You can actually, you know, message me, ask me questions or whatnot. All that cool, cool stuff. Also, if you would like to be a Patreon, yes, Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com and look for The Wave Around. And you can support me any way you want. Also, if you guys love Diecast, which I know you do, be sure you go to www.circlebdiecast.com. Use the code, when checking out, use the code JMAC, all capital letters, J-M-A-C-21, and get yourself some free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, I'd like to thank everybody We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Remember, be kind to one each one another, take care of each other, and go HMS. Peace. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.